that should be good. The first official intro of the, I guess, I don't know what we're going to call it. What do you, I don't know. What do you think we should, the DP3 Moto Podcast, maybe. AP64 DP3. We're not going to have 17 names on the fucking, it just, we can't have two company names. DP3, I'm saying DP3 Moto Podcast. Still up, still up for debate. It's not up for a debate at all. All right. It's it's not up for a debate. DP3 is a is a world renowned brand at this point. You know, so yeah. we, we have to keep it going. Yeah. Um, Fortune Fortune 500 company. Well, do do we want to um, you know, introduce the the show itself? I don't know, because at this point, yeah. I feel like we have to. Uh, let even start my timer. Um. Pretty much just have to fucking tell people what we're going to be doing here. I I think the simplest way to put it is, um, maybe I don't know a simple way. Why don't you? I, I guess it would it would just be a a race review slash recap with our own spin on it. It's not. What spin are you going to have? Well, the spin of that we only watch from the TV and we're not down on the down in the dirt. Can see anything else that anyone else can't see down in the Not dirt. So what? So basically, you're saying that it's going to be ill-informed. Well, I don't know about ill-informed, but the most informed you could be watching from the TV. Okay, I mean, I I guess so. That, that makes sense to me. So we go off what, what information that we have. The We're way like I'm seeing it is that basically once a week we're just going to give the the fucking the every man everyday human point of view ill informed opinionated discussions um things are going to include regular recap um things you might have missed and then at the end of the show we're going to do uh, a little bit of weekly awards um which I guess that'll be in a little bit here. I think that's a yep. good preamble to, to what we're going to talk about. Anything you want to discuss before we get into a race recap? Anything on your mind? Any type of, uh, you know, you want to complain about gas prices or anything like that? Well, I, I would like to say that there was a kind gentleman that helped me at the gas station yesterday. Someone pumped really, your gas for you? Yeah, well, I got there. And first of all, I went past the gas station. I usually don't go to that particular gas station, so I drove directly past it. And luckily I did because this man pulled in. Actually, he was a volunteer firefighter. and He pulled in a couple pumps away from me, and I I opened my window and said, hey, do you mind coming over here for a second? The guy probably thought you're going to kill him. Yeah. And I just said, you know, I'm in a wheelchair. It's not that easy for me to pump my gas. And then I handed him my... uh, card and i was also fully prepared for him to just leave, leave. with the car so you told him your card you told the stranger your card pin number well it's a fuel card so it had a driver id not a pin number so oh luckily he didn't have access to all my money so basically yeah, that guy- did have to forego information in order for him to pump my gas and then it was real awkward because he didn't get your number Did he get, like, my phone number? Yeah. 
No, I didn't. We didn't get that far. But he. It took him probably two minutes to pump his F one fifty up, and I was sitting at the pump getting diesel for probably ten minutes. So he was just standing there. So you guys didn't have like a converse, a friendly conversation while it was pumping. Nothing like that. No, he stood next to his truck and he said, "Why don't you just yell out the window?" When like he couldn't hear it if it clicked. What he should have done was just put the thing in for you and say, that's as far as we go here. I was I was picturing him doing that or him just halfway through just being like, yeah, that's enough. I got to go. He said, you're, you're good you're at half kidding. a tank. To the people that don't know you, out, anyone that's listening, I assume most people that are listening probably understand. <clears throat> but, um, dude, my timer never went. One, what are we going to say here? 120. Now I got it at 12 hours. That's good. We can go for 12 hours. I might, we might run out of things to talk about. Um, for the people that don't know you, it probably just sounds like you're lazy. Like anyone listening, it's like, this guy can't even pump his own gas. Like what is, that's a scumbag move. Yeah, well. <clears throat> well, I guess now you did mention it, so. I did say it's hard. I'm in a wheelchair. It's hard. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. I guess from the first like minute or so, I'd be like, man, the millennials, you know, can't even pump their own gas. It's a little bit ridiculous, you know? Yeah. Um, anything new with me? Let me think. So, you know, people care about this stuff. They want to have, you know, feel a connection to us. You know what I mean? Um, I probably not really, but um, what's new with me? Probably nothing. I'm going to Myrtle Beach on Wednesday. That should probably spend almost every time i have um we'll be gone by the time i get home which is nice i'm, I'm gonna go to southwick on friday morning and try not to spend yeah so i, I guess this will be out on all as they say all platforms this is gonna be out on all platforms people um so people people know you're gonna be at southwick that's a big deal to me you're you know you're basically a famous guy you're gonna be I'm at gonna- southwick um, well, I will have a, a couple sharpies in my in my backpack if anyone approaches me and wants <laughs> an autograph that could be worth millions one day. It could then, be worth nothing. It could be worth. Well, that's the risk you take, but you have to try either way. I mean, more than likely, it'll. I mean, maybe it'll be worth millions. I don't know. Southwick should be good though. Um, you know, I like to see. I think especially this year with all the fucking all that most of the talent's gone. Fucking Anderson came back. I guess we can hold off on even talking about stuff like this, but um, I am no. But this year, this year is like all privateers are like, you know what I mean? Because the 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 main guys are hurt. No Tomac, no Barsha. Um, you know Anderson was when out. You, when you go to Southwick, you get the other privateers that don't have the funds or the means to drive anywhere else. That's not there. Like Canning and Tate and a couple other guys in the 250 class that will do good that don't go to any other rounds. The Southwick specialists. Gone are the days, though. I guess Canning's kind of a, a good example. But, like, back in the day, it was, like, you know, Dowd or they talked about it even, like, LaRusso. Um, you remember when um, Mike Satili qualified fastest in whatever year that was? Yeah, but he was fastest. But, I mean, like, in the motos. Like, even, like, John Dowd would, would contend for, like, podiums at fucking 85 years old. Yeah. Where like with a fucking I, with an IV in and his dentures falling out while he's racing. Yeah, now the now the local guys are like, okay, it's people that most people have never heard of. They'll get like, you know, fifteenth, 
or you know guys that are working all week but like a canning's probably the only one that what did he get last year didn't canning do pretty well but he was also doing like the whole series at one point wasn't he well yeah this year i don't think he's like he usually does all the nesc races before but i think he's been doing a lot of woods shit what do they say in in motocross that'll help you in motocross it's all terrain it's all you got to be all terrain that does help though i feel like especially there's even like j days at southwick i mean you get track time and there's races there all the time but sand yeah, but is I'm, sand like how often are the only place people are really like racing in sand consistently is europe yeah europe but here it's yeah what yeah that's the only place people race sand all the time it's like new england i would think at least yeah like even, well even it's not even it's only new england because even if you go like new york and new jersey it's all hard pack i mean some people in new jersey like somebody like brighton carroll might you know ride in the sand pit this week but it's not like chris canning that yeah, it's not the same does schools at southwick every week yeah stuff like that so that'll be interesting. i'm always a big underdog fan you know so like i i've this is like this is my year as far as uh rooting for people because i'm a huge privateer fan every time you know, people can attest to that. I'm not a big factory supporter. I mean, I not supporter, but like I'm not like a fanboy of the factories. I just don't really care. I'd rather see the little guy win. You know? Yeah, most people I feel are like that. Like Ty Masterpool this year has been. I've been, I haven't been more excited. I've, I've been especially a, this know. week too. There was a lot of guys that were just outside of the top ten that were. Not factory guys compared to like even f- like full privateer guys like Masterpool. Yeah, well, that can that'll uh, it's a good segue into um our our first topic here. I guess we did we kind of uh, bullshitted for fifteen minutes or so here. So the first thing, are we going two fifties or four fifties? Should we go first? Your choice. Well, we're already talking about four fifties, so I mean it's the it's the more boring. Um, fucking class this year anyways at this point um speaking of privateers i think it it started like that but i think the 250 class is almost becoming more boring because guys are kind of slotting into where they should be and there there was a lot of people that left the 250 class also from the first round the first round of 250 class i feel like it was like this is going to be crazy and then by the first moto of thunder valley there was four or five factor guys that had already left Okay, so then we'll talk about two fifties. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't. It it's not boring this weekend because Hunter fucking yarded himself. Um, yeah, you know. So it's well, I think uh, that, that has something to do with the start that they. Well, that, that starts death. That starts like any, any. That's like you don't let off. Like with the one start that was like that, as far as like amateurs, it was the old. Uh, Ponca start was like people. Would, I think someone literally died at Ponca on the start. Some girl, I think, way back. Um, but you just like they don't let off. Like most starts, the safest starts are ones that are like coming to like a one eighty because everyone's yeah. on the brakes. You have to go three miles an hour on the turn, and then you turn around and go the other way. Yeah, but if you think about, I mean, fourth gear down a straightaway, and you literally you don't have to brake till you get to that turn. Yeah. Well, the thing is, there's not always pileups, but when there is, they're huge. Like, yeah, it's like Hank, 
Hangtown was the same thing. Unadilla too. That's how Unadilla is. If like if you eat shit at Unadilla on the start, you're probably not going to have a good time. You no. know, where like how many people get hurt on the start at Southwick? I mean, it's sand and it's that it's a sharp corner. You know, but Hunter's. I guess his his first race was pretty good. It was the first first moto that he won the whole year because. I mean, all the other races, I think he's won every second moto, but the first moto he hasn't won yet. So the first race was, the, I think, the first. Obviously, he's had it put together, but the first race I feel like was the the first time that this year that he looked like the entire like package. You know, like Jet's been getting the starts, Hunter's been getting everything but the starts. When he gets a start, it, it's not like like you know a lot of dudes will get the start like a Shimoda. Like Shimoda's a perfect example where. If he starts in the back, it seems like he's got speed. But then the times that he's started in the front, like we know he has the speed, but it's almost like he's like tight because he got the start. Where like, so I guess you didn't know what, how that was going to be for Hunter. I mean, I imagine it wouldn't have affected him based on the Supercross season. But this was really the first race this year. I feel like that he's like he got the whole shot and was just it was gone from there. You know. Well, I wonder if he had if he has got if he had gotten the starts that Jet had all year, could he have done the same thing as as Jet did? Because I think like every moto, even the ones he wins, he starts like second or third. Like he hasn't really got whole shot or led the first lap yet this year. So yeah, I'm more interested to see if the the crash is gonna like if it's gonna affect him because I feel like a crash like that is more, especially for someone that hasn't been good at starts when you eat shit on the start it can definitely affect your your mental like how much i know for me i mean you were I, never much of a sender in the I, first I was year. never a fucking starter like sometimes i'd have to amp myself up and fucking because for whatever reason i was scared of the start and then i would just start in, in the back but like you know i not like i wouldn't try but i think subconsciously i was like nervous of eating shit on the start and yeah, I don't know if like obviously these guys are different because they're you know that's their job and they're fucking you know. What but I you're mean? saying that once he crashes, he might be a little more tentative to send it into the first turn. Because- yeah, it might help him though that Southwick is a lot less. It's a lot slower speed of a start. So like if you jam it in that first turn, you're not going to fucking usually, die. There ends up being a lot of first turn crashes at Southwick just because you you almost have to stop and turn because the turn is so tight that if you're like. Not in the top five. You almost have to stop and turn and go, so guys end up just falling over on each other. Yeah, I don't yeah. imagine it'll be a big crash, but if he's not up front, it could easily happen again. Yeah, that's fun. true. And he had a bad time at Southwick. What last year? Well, that's when Robertson. I don't know if was that last year or two years ago when Robertson. Yeah. Cross jumping, then he fucking grabbed his helmet. I feel like it was. Hill. Was it two years ago? It could have been. I don't, I don't remember which year. It we was, would know. I don't know how it's going to work of all tracks. I think that could be next outside of maybe Millville. I think this will be the hardest track to deal with if he does have a hurt wrist just because of how rough it gets yeah. compared to like, you know, Unadil is obviously rough, but some of those straightaways, you know, you're just going straight and you don't really have to worry. But Southwick, you know, 20 minutes into the second motor, there's not going to be anywhere where you can. There's no lie. resting spot. No, and there's not even any jumps either. Yeah, that's the thing. The, what's the only jump? Is that tabletop over by, you know, the handicap section over there? And there's the one before the finish and the finish, but even that, like the total airtime on that track is like equal to the sky shot at Unadilla. 
Yeah, and I feel like I mean two fifties. Who's the sand guy in two fifties? Like, is there one? I mean, Justin Cooper, maybe, but he. You got to be like loose. To me, to me, the best sand riders are the ones that are are loose, like hanging off the bike, and you can clearly tell. I feel like Voland would I be think Kitchen. Kitchen will be really good in the sand. I think he was good there last year too. Yeah, he's not really tight, and he'll let it hang out. Because to me, like. Justin Cooper hauls like he has the potential to be the fastest guy. but like he's great at qualifying, but to me he doesn't look like he's loose. Like he doesn't, he looks tight on the bike. Like you don't watch Justin Cooper and go, man, that's a guy that's like flowing. Like he obviously hauls, but like you watch like a a kitchen and you're like, oh, that guy's loose. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know how well. Like if he, that's why I almost feel like he's so good at qualifying and he kind of subpar in the races sometimes like a Justin Cooper, because when he can put together the the form during the qualifying, you can do that for one lap, you know, and then if you do it, you're the fastest guy, but you can't do that for 30 minutes. I think it's also depends on what start he gets, because if he gets a good start, I think he has, it's almost, he treats it like qualifying, like, oh, I can go and just, because even at Thunder Valley, when he got the whole shot in that one moto and yeah. one, I it was like a totally different rider compared to when he gets a fifth place start, he's kind of just stuck there. So, yeah. But I also feel like that's, that's like a mental thing. Cause anyone that's raced can attest to like in your head, you can like, you can feel yourself getting like lazy and then like, you can almost in your head, like over a jump, be like, okay, I'm going to push now. And then you can like, you almost have to force yourself to be aggressive where like as someone like, like Deegan that just comes naturally where Justin Cooper, I think gets like set into, sorry, the way he's riding where like the only time we've seen him aggressive and that was the best he looked was Thunder Valley. And I feel like it was, was it even Moto one where he didn't, he didn't start first, but he was like, you know, you could tell that he was hanging it out and he looks so much better. Yeah. But, um, like if he does that at Southwick, I feel like he could just like if he did that every race, he would just smoke everyone. That's how I feel about Justin Cooper. Like his results don't show how good he could be. You know, well, I mean, he did get he did get third overall this week, but he wasn't he he didn't even he wasn't even on the podium. And he went four four for third. Yeah, and that's like if you're a guy that's trying to win a championship, I understand. Like he's the picture of he's like almost he reminds me of like a Savachi. Um, where like it annoyed me that he didn't push because he he was thinking so much about the championship where it's like oh four four like that's good it's it's points it's points but like dude that's not that's not the way like that's not the type of thought process that'll get you like in the history books you know I won't even win if if you have somebody that's going like Hunter who's going two one and you go you know five three or four four every week you're losing. You know, 10, 10 points yeah. a weekend. That's why Hunter DNF the second moto with the crash, and he's still points leader. Yeah, and what he? Yeah, it's a ninth overall, one DNF. Mm. And Deegan, obviously, I think in the second moto he knew that he had the overall, so he didn't yeah, push he, very hard. But I think it's crazy. He's got to be the first three digit dude to win a national. I think since like Tomac. Right when he won the first national, I can't think of anyone else that won one as a rookie. I don't know. The only chance it would be is if it was like a European guy that came over. Well, the hurlings in the four fifty class, but 
no one in the 250 class. I mean, Jet didn't. Jet only raced the last what three nationals the, the year he debuted, but he, he didn't win a race. He didn't yeah. podium nothing. So he was far off. To be the, you know, the fifth end of the fifth round, and Deegan has. I think he's got to have what four overall podiums, a moto win, and an overall. That's pretty. Yeah, I think the the most surprising thing about Deegan, especially because he's such an aggressive, like his style is such like hanging it out, revving it like crazy. Usually those guys aren't the consistent consistent ones. So I think the most surprising thing is that he's at all consistent. This is literally his first full season, and he's fucking like the epitome of consistency. Like well, he, even at, at Ironman last year, remember, he died trying yeah. to jump over that little thing. But, I mean, that's that's like rookie things to do. So, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's got to be some sort of, like, mental. Someone's in his ear. Like, obviously, the people he talks to and trains with and all the, like, his mentors, you would say, know what they're doing. Like, a Swanapool and even his dad, as much as he annoys the shit out of me. Um you know, like they know what they're doing, so I'm sure that they're like, "Hey, you got to be consistent." Like, usually a rookie feeling out process is a whole year, but maybe for them they were like, "Oh, three rounds last year, whatever, or two, whatever he did." Um, he, he does still get very uh, sandy. Yeah, even like he's not afraid to mix it up with guys. No, but that's like the mindset that someone like Justin Cooper is missing. Like, you could, like, that's when people are the best. Like, you could see in the second moto, like you said, I think clearly Deegan knew at some point. Like, obviously, if you fist, if you fucking fist pump over the fucking finish line, you knew you were going to win the overall. But you could tell yeah. he was riding tighter, even from, like, the second lap. Like, Kitchen passed him, and you could tell, like, that he was thinking about, like, I want this overall. Well, um, I'm sure there's a certain amount of nervousness, like, with anybody racing a national, you got to be nervous. But when you know, you know, don't don't fuck up and lose a position because, you know, if he got fifth the second moto, Kitchen would have won. There's a lot on the line in terms yeah. of and you're seventeen big for the whole Deegan brand. And then I'm sure he's thinking about all the shoes he's going to buy with the fifty thousand dollar win bonus he's going to get. Shit like that, I'm sure weighs on people. You think you could spend fifty thousand on shoes? You think he could do that? He probably could. I feel like, I don't know. Well, either way, we didn't get through much of the 250s. What are we talking about, the top guys? I just, I want to touch on, you know, uh, it sounds weird to say touch on, but there's other dudes in this class that we didn't even really talk about, like a Tom Bial, just to quickly say, I feel like his coming out party is going to be pretty soon. Like the him, like to go 9-2, and even, when was it? He looked like he had the pace. Was that high point that he was... I have the worst memory, but recently yeah, it was know, like he was putting it together in a different, like in that first moto, if Dave Francesco doesn't jump into him, which I think that was totally yeah. his fault. Was, but if he doesn't jump into him, there's a world where he goes three, two and ties Dean for the overall and wins. Yeah. Or he goes two, two or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know. He's been looking good. He's another one of those guys. That's like kind of tight looking like a Justin Cooper. I think it's also hard to look loose when you're like four foot five. Which is, I was also thinking the same. Like he looks a lot like Marvin Musket, not just that they're both French, but even the way that they ride and they're kind of like hunchbacks almost. <laughs> look, he looks almost identical. Yeah, I mean, so his form—that's the thing. Like his form just looks so perfect. But it, it's yeah. like the one thing that the Europeans do that Americans obviously they'll pick up on it at some point. Like it always the gap closes, but like even a Vial, you can see like. Like 
both Lawrence brothers is very creative as far. And Ferrandis does this type of shit too, where they're like hopping over bumps, wheeling stuff. And I mean, it's way more apparent now. Like people do it way more than they used to instead of like a Carmichael just hammering into shit. Um, like the finesse is what those guys have, like the European guys, you know? And you got to think every, not only every round that he goes to, like I'm sure the bike is getting better, but even next year, like once he knows all the tracks, because compared to MXGP, yeah. you know, you get one 15-minute session and that's where your fastest lap time comes. And then the next one, that's it. And then you race the motos versus in Europe, there's a whole day of like qualifying. Yep, you get 35-minute free practice qualifying session qualifying race and then you get a morning warm-up that's 35 minutes like you get more time over there than here so i think that might be also why you see the first motos worse than the, the second even at most races is yeah you qualify good because he doesn't know the tracks yeah the one place he, i mean uh, he's not really like a sand specialist but i feel like next weekend will be because it's not so hard to learn a sand track like it's just the turns like the lines okay but like you don't have to learn like timing of jumps and like where where you got to go to hit certain jumps shit like that you know but i have it has been said that european sand compared to southwick is a lot different because it isn't based to southwick that europe doesn't have like all those mammal and ass and all those it's just sand on like it doesn't end versus southwick underneath it it's hard as a rock yeah, and that's so probably a different style of riding. Yeah, that's probably why it used to be like so much more of a local guy could show up and smoke people is because Southwick it used to be sandier for sure, like twenty yeah, years I, ago. Yeah, and then once it got less and less sandy, and then once they stopped the national for years, and then they opened it back up, I think they added more sand, so it's gotten better. But still, there is some sort of base there that. I think is different because you expect to go into the turns and you just blow them out. But reality, it's it's hard under there. Yeah. It's definitely, I don't know. Obviously it's still fucking Sandy racing. There is just horrendous. Even like a four lap race at like NESC, you come off the fuck or six lap race, whatever you come off and there's just sand fucking everywhere. Worst place to fall. Like the first turn, the wind will come out of your sails. If you fall in the first turn in Southwick. For sure. Um, and one person I thought that did really good was Hamaker because he hasn't raced in literally a year's time and to get fifth in the first moto. And I think in the second moto he crashed, but ten to get fifth in front of, you know, guys like Shimoda and VL yeah. and all those guys, I think is something to be proud of. Yeah. Shimoda, speaking of Shimoda, he's looked like off recently. Like, I don't know what it is. He just looks, and I love Joe Shimoda, fucking cool dude. Um, but he just looks like not himself. Like I don't know if it's just me or like I don't know. He doesn't look normal. Yeah, I don't know how I had heard. Not I obviously at the beginning we said it was stuff you could see through the TV, but I think it's been said that he's not that happy with his bike. And I think being that he's Japanese, it's, I don't think it's that easy to tell people how you feel about your bike either like in terms of suspension it's got to be he difficult could tell those motherfuckers how to like what you what your bike is doing and for them to really understand what you're saying obviously his english has gotten better but yeah but I mean, he's also not really much of a talker you know like no. who knows he might not be like the best testing person i do think what he's going to honda isn't he 
That is the word on the street. He'll so. probably fit in great there just because he's already friends with both of those Lawrence dopes, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, especially, and, like, even just using their settings. Like, I don't know if suspension is, obviously, suspension's not something that's, like, putting them over the top, but obviously their settings are fucking great. But, you know, it's, um, it should be, a, like, a good fit, I would imagine, you know? Yeah, I, I don't see it going any worse than he's doing this year. I, I don't know what the difference is between <laughs> last be year and this year. Like, last year he was... I don't know if he's gotten worse or Hunter's gotten way better, but he was right there with Hunter every week. I mean, he won no, but that's the overall a, at the end of the year, and then this year he's struggled to get on the podium. Like, that's the thing. I don't know if he's gotten worse. I feel like everyone's gotten better. Hunter's gotten better. Like, obviously, every year everyone's gotten better. But yeah. Shimoda just looks like he's maybe he's the same as last year, and everyone else has gotten better. Regardless, he doesn't look – I don't even know – he just doesn't look comfortable. Like the the late race fucking sends that he did last year. Like I understand he's not the best off the start, but like you can do that if you're going to send like he did last year at the end of the race or you know at the midway point. But he's not doing that this year. It hasn't been hasn't been great. Yeah. I mean but, Go ahead. You got it. Go for it. I, I was going to say another thing that I thought was pretty cool. Obviously, it had an advantage being in the B practice, but for Benick to qualify first, I think it's got to be pretty a pretty cool feeling. Yeah, he should. I mean, I imagine he was pumped. He knows though that like you do like put him in the A practice, that wouldn't have happened, obviously. But for him to go ten nine first race, I mean, that's almost better than fucking Deegan did last year. I don't know. Like it's it's got to. It's also like training with those guys and being there like every day with all the dudes that are top guys in the 250 class, like, and Dax and like Bennett's an amateur. It's got to make a big difference. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's doing the same, everything the same besides flying to the races on Thursdays. And he's used to the pace, which is more, you know, they're like racing at the fucking, the goat farm. Like they're fucking, they're doing races there, you know? It's not like, they're just fucking riding around or one guy does one. They're all together and they're all doing races. So like he, he knows the pace already and he knows where he fits in. He might not be the fastest guy at, at, you know, the facility there, but I'm sure he, some days he's fucking up there, you know? So he knows, I'm sure he's got confidence. It's got to give you extra confidence, even going in, knowing that you're training with those guys that are winning, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, um, Mitchell Harrison too. Pretty good for coming down from Canada to race one round. I mean, he was the first non-factory guy, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could definitely talk. There's more to talk about about the two fifties, but I don't want to get stuck too much because we want to we want to keep some sort of a you know structure. Um, yeah, one last thing I did want to mention that I thought was cool with the track that they did is with the the leap with the new section. I think they did a really good job at making it jumpable, but that not everyone could jump it. Because I was yeah. fearful with that straightaway that they were gonna, it was going to be a highway coming up to it, and then everyone was going to do it. Which yeah, I think and it gets sketchy like that, you know. Yeah, but you know, now that they, I think they made that turn more off-cambered so that you know it was still doable, but you had to hit it good, and you even saw guys going to the inside to try to block people versus 
you know, if they made it any less off camber or they pushed the turnout anymore, everyone would have jumped it. I think. Yeah, which like is, I mean, it gets the, sketchy. The ploy of that jump in the two fifty class is that not everyone can jump it. Yeah, and it's like those are the things I miss about like the old days where like the bikes because bikes are so fast now. It's like old days like Supercross where a Stewart like the guys with the most skill could do the jump. You know what I mean? Where instead of like just power, it'll get you over it. That that shit makes it boring. Like old Supercross where people you know could really like the actual. The senders were the ones that would do it, like a Pastrana or, you know, um, certain guys would be able to hit triples where other guys couldn't. And it wasn't a matter of, you know, it was just skill that was the separation, maybe a little bit of bike, but, like, you know, those are the things I miss. So I think you're right. That was definitely cool to see the separation, you know. And then even the section going to – I think the whole track change worked better than usual because – I mean, even when it was the other way with the, with the, you'd go left after that flag table there. And then the inside, pretty much everyone would go inside to hit those rollers. You know what I mean? So it opened it up to be able to, obviously the Rocco's Leap, you had to be on it to hit. And then even the rollers at the end of them before the finish, it, both lines, I think were pretty good. Yeah. At least in the morning until they started jumping over that little inside hump. Yeah. Both and lines were pretty competitive. Yeah. And they knew it was going to work. Because, I mean, that's how it used to be, you know? Like, that's Red Bud layout. I feel like, you know, it's a new layout now, but that was how it pretty much looked back in the day, or very similar. You know, you go over the yeah. leap and make a hard left. Like, it never went to the finish, like, way back, you know, when the good old days of, you know, Stewart hitting it on the fucking 125. That's what the track looked like. So they knew that it was going to work, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then... Moving on to the 450s, um, another week of boringness is what I'll say. Fucking seeing Jet winning every week is just, I mean, cool for him, but it's so fucking boring, dude. Yeah, I, I don't see a scenario where he loses unless he falls because like, even in the second moto, you could tell that Ferrandis got close and then pulled back out like 10 seconds. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't it's just fucking boring. And the the sucky part is like, okay, like I said, cool for him. It was cool when Stewart went 24-0, and 0, whatever, because he would win by a huge margin. Like, he would just keep pushing, see how much he could win by. But when Jet fucking, he gets a start, which is like, you cannot beat a, a dude that has this beat and gets a start every goddamn time. So he gets the start and then just manages the lead. I understand that's the smartest thing to do, but from a fan perspective, I wish he would just hang it out and fucking lap to fifth place, you know? Yeah, but he's too smart. That's the problem. He just he does the race, and he almost just fucks with people the whole time. Yeah, and he pretty much admitted on the podium that he wasn't trying. Like, when he was like, oh, you know, it got fucking Ferrandez got... 1.5 i didn't know he was back there so then i had to turn it on it's like bro he, he people are wondering like is he trying he just told you he's not like he obviously he's trying but he's not fucking hanging it out by any means even like on on the whatever it was the like the seventh lap i think like Fernandez was reeling him in like he was running 209s jet was running 210s and then by the 11th lap, Jet dropped back down to a 208.5, which is like match Ferrandis' fastest, and then just completely dropped him. Yeah, and it was over. Like, he just breaks dudes. Because, like, when you're Ferrandis, and, and you could tell that, I mean, 
to me, it's all mental. Like, I feel like such a huge portion of dirt bikes is mental. The confidence that comes with Jet knowing that he's not trying and being like, hey, I can turn it on at any time and I'll just smoke these guys. No one has anything for me. That confidence makes a huge difference. But also the mental mental side of all these other dudes being like, what the fuck are we going to do? Makes a fucking big difference the other way where you could see when fernandez as my father would say aka dylan ferrandez was fucking like closing the gap you could see he started hanging it out and he looked fucking good for like two laps he looked like normal ferrandez and where like he hasn't looked like that all year so that's the mental thing like if these dudes could fucking beat jet once it would make a huge difference huge and i think it's almost more of a fuck you when like obviously, sure. If you win by a minute, it's like, wow, that's that's got to be shitty for Fernandez. Like, if say Jet just tried the whole time, ran two hundred seven every lap, and won by a minute. But like, yeah, to have someone catch you and then be like, yeah, I'm just gonna drop you. It's got to be degrading. Oh yeah, it's more terrible. than just it's terrible. Somebody the whole time. I mean, nothing's worse than thinking that you should have something for someone and you just don't, and not really knowing like what can I do different. Like, obviously, these guys can say that like, oh, it doesn't. Obviously, it affects them. They can say it doesn't, and fucking oh, we just gotta put in the work this week and fucking. But they're they're going home and stressing about this like hundred percent. And I, I don't know what someone's gonna do about it <clears throat> because, like they talked about on the show, it's such a such. I think the only way to beat Jed is to slow down, like they said, because he does that. He's like creatively jumping stuff and all all these things like that, and it's making up time where it feels so counterintuitive for a Ferrandis or someone to be like, okay, let's fucking back it down so that we can catch this guy. Like, that's not the, it's just so hard to do that. And Jets figured that out. It's like you said, with the all gone are the days of literally just pulling the clutch and just ram into shit. It's like, yeah, jumping over bumps. Like even the, the times that he jumped over that hump before the finish line at the end of the rollers, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And he looked way cleaner. Other it people. Was beautiful. Yeah, other dudes were trying it, and he just Jet was doing it the cleanest. But he's got the well, re- it's the finesse. They replayed it a bunch of times, like the lap before he won. I think it was the first moto that he did that. Maybe yeah. the second moto, it was like you couldn't have written it any better. Yeah, and other dudes were doing it and like slamming into it. Like even like a master pool is trying it, you know, but it's nowhere near as clean by any no. means. But you could see like Jet like backs up like. He almost like slows down a little bit before it to then get the pop to get over it better than other people. Like so, this way he can get up instead of going forward. You know what I mean? And like in other dudes' minds, like okay, that that should be slower. Like you're slowing down to hop over this, but then he gains time on the back end. Like the only the other person that I feel like was really good at that was like a dungy, where like they're say they're losing time coming into the turns to then hit the turn perfect. Like his speed was nowhere near what Jets is, but. That's what Jet's doing, and that's what Hunter's doing, too, is they're coming in a little bit slower. This way, on the exit, they're a thousand times faster. Yeah, and if they make up, you know, a half a tenth every in every turn, that's why he's going a second or two a lot faster. Yeah. I mean, these guys, they just got to figure it out. Fucking figure it out, guys. Figure it the fuck out. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't... I, it's too early to say. I, I can't say if I think he's going to go undefeated or not. Right now, I'm leaning towards no, but we'll see. Um, I think the only 
The only reason that he wouldn't is if he crashes in the in the first turn. Because I think if he crashes in a moto, I think he still wins like he did at high point. But, like, yeah. say it's out like he falls down in the first turn and somebody like Fernandez or Sexton gets a whole shot and is able to pull, you know, 10 seconds on a clear track, I think maybe he wins. But, I mean, outside of that, I, I don't really know how. Yeah. I think if he, if he keeps getting the starts like he's getting, then, I mean, bearing – catastrophe i feel like he'll fucking go undefeated but i I don't know if he's gonna get every fucking start like he does have the speed without the start but you never know what happens if you don't get the fucking start and then maybe someone puts a big gap on on people at the beginning like uh, who knows and then it's too late i don't well i think this we have nothing to say that he won't though he's gotten every he's led every first lap it's fucked it's absolutely fucked i was talking to i mean i was talking the other day about like when's the last person like like a Stewart or a Carmichael like there's been so many guys that had the speed like could just fucking smoke people but not many of those guys were like start specialists if any of them really like usually guys either have one or the other like an Alessi is a beast on the start but he didn't have the fucking speed the only time he did was like 08 or, or oh whatever it was way back on the fucking Suzuki um Versus Tomac had had the speed, but never really got the yeah. Stars. Where Jet is like the first guy in a long time, if ever, that was he's like becoming like a start specialist, and is the fastest guy. You can't beat that. Like what? What, no, are, you, well, what are you gonna do? Now. Like there's nothing to do. You can't fucking beat that. Like it's just people are fucked. Either they have to fucking figure it out. And go way faster, or they have to start being there on the fucking start. Like Sexton or Ferrandis, like Ferrandis' starts haven't been bad, but like Sexton fucked himself because he he starts fifth, and then by the time he's even up there, he's trying to push, and Jet's gone already. I would like like would have liked to have seen though if Sexton didn't go down in the second moto because he was faster. It looked like than Ferrandis, and Ferrandis closed pretty big on Jet. So. Maybe it would have been a little more of a fight, but I don't fucking know. Well, that's the same thing. Is who knows if is Jet trying his balls off to win, or yeah. if Sexton catches up to him, even you know ten seconds in the last five laps, is Jet just the last two laps run? Yeah, put down his two fastest laps, and then. But to it. to be fair, the second moto at Paula Fox Raceway. Sexton was on Jet. He didn't get the win. Jet won, obviously. But you would think Jet was trying as hard as he could then, and he did keep him behind him, but it's not like he gapped him like crazy. So Sexton, I feel like Sexton did have the speed. It's just you need to put it all together. You know, you're not going to, don't expect to start in fifth and fucking win. It's not going to happen unless Jet eats shit. I think for Chase's first race back, did not have, it's been a month since he raced. To go 2-3 and almost catch Frannis in the second moto, I don't think you could be upset at that. No, but I did like he's on the podium. He's like, that was embarrassing. It's like, okay, bud. It's all of his family and friends are are there too. Yeah, but what can you expect? He had the kissing disease. He's fucking making out with someone who got mono and then fucking hit his head. So what can you expect? But it was funny. He's He's so fucking media trained with the fucking, it was embarrassing. You know, like... Just fucking be a normal human. That shit annoys me so much. Like, just go up there and be like, yeah, dude, it was good. I fucking got back. We got nothing for Jet right now. Like, just fucking be honest. It's it's annoying. 
there's no one no one really is normal that gets on the podium no one's normal they're all it's almost like a character yeah it's fucking even, robots even Plessinger is like yeehaw but it's like that's I don't even really think that's who he is he could be a robot you don't know but yeah I mean Jet fucking Jet is probably the most normal like the most personality I should say but he's fucking trained same thing with Deegan well Deegan it's obvious too that fucking he's been under the the fucking spotlight for his whole life but he's so fucking trained it's just i don't know no one on the podium like you said no one's fucking no one talks like a normal human they just don't even know how i feel like no you know but um Um, but really that's all as far as i know we didn't talk about really more than jet for the 450s but again we, we did go on a on a tangent there. For tangent. A Anderson looked decent. March Banks. I'm just going through quick here. March Banks. Um, good to see him fucking existing and doing all right. Fast Freddy. Um, seventh. Not bad. Wish he would have done some backflips or something on the leap. Um, the way he was doing the whips on press day. Filthy it's, Phil. It's very, it's very unlikely for Nicoletti to go ten nine for eighth. I feel like he's more. Of, go 10 ninth for like 13th yeah but master pool also went 60 nf which sucks but what can you do um was bike was smoking in the first moto right yeah it was smoking and then fucking who knows what happened marcelisi 14th overall jace kessler 12th overall 11th for shelly shelly Shelley did really good i mean he's only i think he's only 17 or 18 years old too. he's a big two-stroke guy isn't he no. Who? Yeah. Well, Jeremy Hand used to be Jeremy Hand. I've always liked because he wrote the fucking CR one twenty five like crazy back in the day. That was before my time. Jeremy Hand on in amateurs. Everyone, you know, everyone's riding like YZ one twenty five, KTM one twenty five. He was he on the O seven. He stuck to the Honda. Loved it. There was oh, yeah. no better setup as far as amateurs on one twenty five than fucking. I mean, in recent history. Than Jeremy Hand on the fucking 125. Just to hold it down for the CRs, you know? It's a big deal. Um, you know who they that, didn't uh, talk about? This is this can lead us into our segment, um, what you might have missed. Things that weren't really covered too much. Uh, Lars Van Berkel, I don't even think got any fucking, really any airtime. Like, actually, I picked him in fantasy because he's he a sender in Europe and he fucking goes. He is a sender, but they didn't talk about him really. I feel like they didn't. They did a lot on Lacursio. Um, the one thing that annoyed the shit out of me, the closest that Ferrandis was, he was at like one point five seconds off, and these scumbags are going through the fucking pack. Like I give a fuck about fifteenth place when there's a two second gap to Jet, and no one's ever been close to him all fucking year, and they're talking about fifteenth place. Why? I don't know. I'm not the fucking director. Why? Who does that? What? What are they? Who's in charge of that? I just want to know. Like, what? What moron is like? Now's a good time. Let's fucking let's send it back to 15. Let's do a top 20 rundown. There's like, there's been no battles all year. There's fucking no battles, and Ferrandis is within five seconds, and we're looking at 15th place. Why? I I don't know, man. Tell me. I, one thing that that they did cover, I was really impressed that I think 
masterful. He might have a different career now too in acrobatics. So that front flip dismount he had was beautiful. It was pretty sweet. It was pretty sweet. He, fucking, he nailed Cinderella's bike. Nailed it. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna do it, at least try to hit it like a whoop. You know, try to get over it. Well, that's why he crashed. He's not very good at supercross, so he tried to hit it like a set of whoops. That's true. He, he forgot where he was. He went straight, straight to the supercross, and he didn't have the setup. You know, the forks. Yep. Just fucking dove right in there. Cincerello with a bounce back though, thirty-one-six. Not ideal, but look at Butron. Is it Butron or Butron? It's like Patron with a B. Butron. He went eleven ten. That ain't bad. That's well, that's a, the first time he's been good since the first. Because at the first round, everyone was like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna be good," and then he just completely fell off the map. Isn't he also like fifty years old? I think he's thirty-three. He's an old fart, man. Fucking thirty three is like you're in, you got a foot in the grave in fucking dirt bikes. Jed Lawrence is like fourteen years old. Fucking on his his it just hit he's puberty. Growing. Yeah, he's just starting to get leg hair. Butron's getting his social security. You know what I'm interested in? A guy like Deegan, he gets say he gets fifty grand for winning this. Where does that money go? I mean, it has to go to Brian. It has to go to the parents. He's seventeen. I don't know exactly how. I think I know with amateurs, like guys that are on amateur contracts, they can't pay them directly, but they'll pay like the parents for travel and they'll just give Quote. them bikes that they could sell. But I don't know how that works for Deacon because he's got it. That's got to be a lot of money that they're fucking laundering in. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just picture like what I would do if I had that money at like 17. Right now, I'm fucking broke. You'd be, you would be fucking. You would be Jason if you were Deegan. I was Jason. Jason. Oh, yeah, I'd be Jason Lawrence. You'd catch me at the you casino. They'd be like, yeah, "You would just be blowing it." Yeah. Aren't you going to get the red eye out of here so you can train, rest on Monday, and get to it on Tuesday? I'd be at the casino. Yeah, yeah you'd go directly from Southwick to the MGM in Springfield. Here's a good way to do it, though. If you say you, you just your strategy should be you take any win bonus and put it on black. Yeah, and then, that's a great way to end up fucking. No, well, you get your salary, right? You're set anyways. Why do these guys need... They don't need all that extra money. You you take that money, go put it on black. And you'll either double it or you get nothing. Okay, so if you win two races, what happens if you... If you... You win both. You fucking put on black, put on black. Maybe you're feeling red. I don't fucking know. What if if you lose both of them? Then you, you have no money. No, you do have money because you're still getting paid fucking 500 grand or whatever just to exist for the year. All I'm saying is the amount of anxiety that you'd have $50,000 on black would be absurd. I watched a video of a European guy on, on YouTube that fucking sold everything he owned and put it all on black. And he lost, I'm sure. No, he won. But it was like a crowd. Like there was a huge crowd and the casino made him sign a waiver that was like, okay, if you lose, we're really going to keep this money. <laughs> the guy was like, oh, cool. All right, mate. <laughs> fucking no he was european i can't do that accent though oh man they're cutting the grass now come on man lord couldn't do this at another time i got things going on here um what else did they not really touch on on the thing chandler baker did 13th chandler okay, baker isn't he's like 12 years old too isn't he i don't know about 12 but he's not he's definitely can't go get a beer i don't Sebastian Balbuena, they didn't touch on that. Straight out of Brooklyn with the 2720. 
We went to Loretta's in the same year. Could That's right. Me. Could have been you. Um, twenty-seven. Yeah. No, it definitely couldn't have been. Um, no, you're right. Twenty-seven twenty in Brooklyn. You know, the only way he practices is he just does wheelies. Oh, yeah, he's gonna be good at Suffolk. He's just gonna. The front end's gonna be up the whole time. Balmain is also the guy that got in a fight at Southwick. Didn't he fucking kick some kid in the head? I don't know. I think he got like kicked out of the AMA for a while, or something. Something weird happened. I think he was fucking banned for a little bit. He fucking booted someone in the face at fucking at Southwick like a couple of years ago. Listen, you you grow up in in the mean streets of Brooklyn. You live by different rules than that's true. Somebody, somebody coming out of fucking Gentry, Arkansas, like Shrar. You you don't you definitely don't follow by the Gentry, Arkansas. You don't follow by the same rule book as. As the, the country folk. Who the fuck is from Gentry, Arkansas? Brandon Schrar. It says right here, Gentry, Arkansas. It says he's from Gardena, California. Are, are you okay? Gentry, Arkansas? <laughs> I'm looking at it right here. What kind of bumfuck place is Gentry, Arkansas? Where do you see that he's from California? Because it doesn't say that here. You know the worst place you could be from? Dominique Thury. Schneeberg, Germany. Schneeberg. Who came up with that? It just says Germany. I'm looking at Schneeberg, Germany. Lorenzo LaCursio is from the straight out of the whole country of Venezuela. He's been jumping around Venezuela. If you're outside of the United States, they don't care where you're from. No, they just. Yeah. Russia, it would just say Russia. Um, what happened with Jerry Robin? Thirty-seven, thirty-four. What's the deal with that? He's from the mean streets of Hamill, Minnesota. They grew up rough. Um, <laughs> rough I in no Minnesota. I have, I, I, that's the thing. It's like you don't go. You don't. I have. I don't know what happened to him. He did. He didn't do good. Jeffrey Walker, been. thirty-three DNS. He needs to focus a little more on the YouTube. Um, yeah. I might be wrong to say. Him and Deegan should do a collab. It should do a collab. It'd be the most Deegan awkward. Might, might get some extra followers. It'd be the most awkward grouping of two humans. I I just can't see them really talking more than like a sentence. It'd be it'd be weird. Um, the height the height difference too would be a problem. Yeah, you're right. Let's go from the back of of two um, fifties. Let's see who they missed. Who didn't get any coverage? Um, let's see. Mm, Probably the Lux people. Turner. Who? <laughs> Lux Turner. No wonder. Look at a name like that. Imagine going 18, 19. You're like, I'm feeling good. You're fucking 21st overall. Rough. Right. Rough. Yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty good. I Maddie mean, Jorgensen. Did, did 20th after he fucked everybody last week in fantasy. Jorgensen there. He's looking pretty good. He's looking pretty spicy. As far it's as also, I think, really funny that he qualified first last week, and then he didn't get put in the A practice. Yeah, what can you expect? So he's out there with out there with guys who have just no business being out there. They just got done <laughs> with their plumbing job. Here's Jorgensen training with the Lawrence brothers. Shows up just avoiding people. He's training with the Lawrence brothers. I believe he rides there. Is it me or does Maddie does Jorgensen's bike have a very tall seat? Probably he is a tall human being. He's got a weird setup. I mean, it works. Did you for know him. that 
that his brother, I think I, this might be false information, but I believe that his brother is actually a professional um, wakeboarder. Really? In, in all the lakes in Denmark? I think so. I think he's like world renowned. Yeah, I never heard of him. Well, I know everything. You're not in the wakeboarding scene. Yeah, you're right. Well, he's not in the fucking scene either. If he's in Denmark, he ain't in the fucking U.S. scene. That's that's what I know about. Fucking U.S. U.S. of A, baby. Tomorrow's Fourth of July. Shout out America. Good to hear from you. Um, Jet Reynolds, eleven twenty. Didn't get much coverage. Um. I feel like he surprised me as far as the speed. I didn't think he would have much for for anyone based on he showed up to some amateur races earlier in the year. Did not look I didn't look great. Let's be honest. It's not bad. Eleven twenty. I don't know what happened in the second moto to get twentieth. I hate to be this guy too. Um oh, here we go. how long does Talon Hawkins have a ride? Um, till whenever his contract ends. Does he get another one after that? Not where he is. I I don't know why. I guess there's some sort of conversation on whether you pick Swole or him, and I don't know in what world you pick him instead of Swole. Yeah, Swole's been looking good. I mean, I give it to him. I will say, the Husqvarna guys, they're loyal. They're a loyal bunch. They'll keep you till you leave. I don't know. It might be harsh to say that Swole sucks at Supercross, but like, he's like top five and, and outdoors pretty consistently. Yeah, he looks he was looking pretty good. Or at least right outside of it. I think he's 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 gonna surprise some people. I wouldn't be surprised if he really puts it together to get a win. He's done it before, you know. He's he's got it some weekends. He just can't stay off the ground it seems like. That's a hump that's the the fucking Husqvarna way. Well yeah. the first one first I thought it was an injury, but I guess it was a like like malfunction that is happened on the site lap that they couldn't fix. Oh, that'll happen to you. He was in the pits, wasn't he? Oh, he was in. He was in there. He was deep in the pits. Um, oh, yeah, Dylan, Dylan Schwartz. He didn't get much coverage. This is where we should have done the fucking rundown. We were too busy watching fucking bullshit fifteenth place and four fifties. And meanwhile, we got all these. The two fifties is stacked with people, and we're looking at fifteenth and the four fifties. Ridiculous. Definitely, I think the from you know eighth to. 12th or 15th in the 250 class is like a, just carnage. Oh, for sure. For Somebody sure. Somebody like, like Braswell could get 6th. He could get 15th. No one really knows. Someone who's been quietly doing well is Voland, 6'6". Six, six. But what's your definition of doing well? That's my question. It's like a 6th. My definition is well, waking up in the morning, realistically. If I can take a breath, you know, in the morning and, and not sleep outside... That's my definition of success. As far as these people, I would say if you're Voland, I feel like if you can get top five pretty consistently, you're doing pretty good. If you can have the consistency and get top five, can't ask for too much more. Yeah, but for how long is that the goal? I mean, he's three years in. Like, how long is that going to be the goal? Is Fiat top five? It can't be his goal now. I feel like his goal now is definitely podiums. He's been saying it. You know, so that, that's my question: is fit is six six well, or is that mediocre? If his goal should be podiums or top fives, 
I feel like six six is respectable, but he also I don't know what his starts looked like. You know, I, that's the thing they didn't give him much coverage. So I don't know, like where did he come from to get to sixth? I feel like he was there. Eleventh. I mean, going across the whole shot, he was eleventh and twelfth. Yeah, so I mean, it's not like he started third and got sixth. But I would love to see Volan get the starts together a little better. Um, but even know. that, like the kitchen was seventeenth on the first lap of Moto One, he got seven. Yeah, but came from seventeenth. This is the issue. I mean, good thing they have those fucking hard charger awards, but it's like they don't give these guys coverage. I feel like when I'm watching a race, I'm watching the times the whole time. Like, they're bullshitting. James Stewart is saying God knows what. They're bullshitting. I'm looking at the times. I'm like, oh, they didn't even notice fucking this person's hauling right now. Or I'm looking at, like, what's the gap between first and fifth? Is fifth place gaining time on first? Like, they don't know. They don't see it until people are right there. They're fucking, they're not watching. They're not watching times from the sounds of it. Also, they're catering to the people that don't really, they're not looking at that. They're listening to what they have to say and watching. They're simpletons. They're watching what's on the screen and they're listening to what James and Weege have to say. It's like when you write a fucking paper and they're like, pretend like you're doing it to a fucking fucking five-year-old. Pretend you're talking to a, a fucking kindergartner. That's what they do. I'm almost the op. I almost... I almost feel bad for myself because I don't even end up watching. I'm just staring at the side of the screen, looking at the gap. Yeah, because a lot I'm of times too far in the other direction. Yeah, there'll be cases where dudes are like second place is losing time to first, but third is gaining time on both of them. But like you don't really fucking know that unless you're staring at the times and be like, "Oh, this guy was nine point five back now. He's nine point three. Like you know, you got to be a, you got to be um, paying attention to really see it." You know, yeah. Um, but this leads us into we kind of bullshitted again here. Our weekly awards. We're gonna have a, a segment here. The first one is gonna be the best gear award. That's something I'm not well versed on, to be honest with you. I don't really pay attention to that. I would say, I think that Jets is the only time that the gear actually matched the helmet, like the color scheme. Usually with those Red Bull helmets, they never really match. Yeah. At least for Jet, and I think I like how the numbers on the back of the gear faded into the gear. Okay, so your vote's going for Jet? I think so. I think it's an easy answer, but it's also the whole thing, like those the name that was on the seat, too. Yeah. I'm I mean, a, I guess there's, I'm there's a, two different best gear and best bikes. I don't know if you want to differentiate one from oh, the I other. Oh, I got them differentiated for sure. Um, best gear. I'm very much into the chest protector look on the uh, on Star. The Yamahas. I'm I'm old school. I'm fucking into it. Kitchen with the chest protector. Very into it. I did notice on his setup, Kitchen's running the lower. You know, like the lower part of the chest protector that's removable. Mm-hmm. He runs it. and I don't think Deegan does. But maybe that's just because Kitchen is like 17 feet tall, but it looks odd. I don't like how that looks. I'm less into the the fucking the tail that comes off the fucking thing. You don't like the the extra part of the turtle shell? No, I'm not into it at all, to be honest. But, like, I do really like the chest protector look. It's fucking, I'm into it. So, best gear for me, I think I'm biased. Um, I like star setup. Just because of the chest protector, that's my vote. I can't can't say that's a bad choice. 
it's a I don't know if I made it so I mean in my mind I think it's good I feel like I'm, right. I'm good with that the next one would be best bikes I also wasn't paying attention to this to be honest I think that the my one of two choices would either be the pro circuit bikes with they did the same with just some red white and blue like pinstriping down the number plates and at the top of the shroud, which I think looked really good, or the factory KTM team, they really never do anything, ever. Nice. So for them to have anything on their bike, I think you almost have to pick them just because it's different and they're so suit and tie that, God forbid, they have a different color on their bike, they might get shot. Goddamn Austrians. Bricks. You know, they're stuck in their way. The Germans and the Austrians are very much fucking set in stone. This is what we're doing. We ain't fucking around. Then we, we, you know, we don't need those graphics. They're extra weight. You know, no, they got so problems. I'm, I'm going with I'm going with Plessinger myself. The Plessinger bike. I think so. All right. Like I said, I don't know shit. I don't pay attention to the fucking how people look very often. Um, you know, so. I'm going to take your word for it. You're opting out of picking someone? Yeah, I don't know. I have no fucking idea, to be honest with you. Just, just, you know, I don't know who fucking, whose bike looked the best. Who the fuck knows? They all look good to me. They work. They run, unless you're Ty Masterpool or Jaleek Swole. Um, Then the next one would be best style. Who Who was the most stylish? I would say press day. That went to Fred Frederick Noren. I think that is a uh, an easy pick for press day. Yeah, I would say. Um, oh God, I just had someone on the tip of my tongue. What was I going to say? Comes down to what you like too, because there's two very distinct styles that I'm into. It's Deegan looks good because he hangs it out, but he's a midget, so not my favorite. I'm more into watching the tall guys. So I would say whose style was the best in the motos. I'm probably going to say Kitchen, for sure. He, what I was going to say. He was looking loose. He was looking good. He was, it was looking good. The style was there. Um, second place, I would say, was Deegan in the first moto. Looked good. Like I said, he's like a four-foot-tall human, but he's also 12, so I'll give it to him. Um, you know, got to give it up for the short guys. But I would say my my pick would be Kitchen. For sure. I'll go with I'll go with the same. Um our next one would be the biggest sender award. Who was who was sending the hardest? The biggest sender award? Um I would say We gotta go two fifty four fifty. Masterpool is pretty sendy. Well the Masterpool is always sending. I feel like two if we go two fifties first, the biggest sender who was to me? It was who was who was risking the leap when they didn't have to, and I would say that would be Deegan. For him, he cased the shit out of that at one point. I was thinking his wheels probably blew out. But I would say that's my definition of send. Who was who was going for it and didn't need it? Who didn't need to? They're the they're the sender. So maybe we should rename this the Jordan Smith Award. <laughs> who was risking their life at every every point? Yeah, who who was putting their life on the line for almost no reason? For no no gain, really. Kitchen hit yeah. the leap pretty clean a couple times. Kitchen was looking a little sandy too. 
For sure. Which is crazy because he's, like you said, he's 48 feet tall. He's the Jolly Green Giant. I also would like to say that that hair looked fucking awful. It didn't look like red, white, and blue. It looked like fucking piss hair with someone fucking put shock from a fucking pool on it afterwards. Looked terrible. He needed some more some more vibrant colors. Yeah, it was there was no separation. What he needed to do was fucking cornrows. If he did cornrows, red, white, and blue, I would have been all about it. Because then you could see the difference. Then it would be like red, white, blue. For him, it was like a fucking mess. It was like he dipped his head in a paint bucket. So you're not a fan? No, I'm not a fan of that hippie fucking, you know. I just feel like it could have looked better. He needed to, instead of doing it in his garage, he needed to go to a salon. You know? I think he just he just dipped his he dipped his head in a river somewhere in Tallahassee. Yeah, it could be. Could be too. It also could be maybe that's just like what if he has one what's that disease? What if he has alopecia, alopecia? and he's not telling us? He's got a full head of hair. Yeah, but first it goes blonde and then it falls out. So maybe he's well, got alopecia, his head turned his blonde. He dip he dipped it in blue and red paint to try to play it off. And now Pretty soon, he's going to be bald. Well, and then eventually it's going to grow out, and it's going to look like he just dipped the ends of it in paint. Yeah, it's uh. Also, I think it, he's one person. I don't know what I would do with myself if he had a buzz cut. I don't. I don't think I'd be able to take him seriously. No, I don't think he would look great. Um, someone that could use a fresh fade, maybe Joe Shimoda, I think would look good. You know. Get the fade going. Quit looking like the bowl cut. Not working for him or whatever he does. Um, you know, fresh fade. I'm sure they have barbers in California. I think they exist. Um, I think he could use it. I feel like that would that would suit him. You know, the sleek Japanese look. You know what I mean? So, so your uh, your Jordan Smith Award winner would be. I don't want to give anyone a Jordan Smith award because the Jordan Smith award should be if you were sending and then you completely ate shit. That's the Jordan Smith award. Okay. And these people didn't eat shit. The only person that was sending a little bit and ate shit, not that hard, would be Chase Sexton, but he tipped over in a corner. That's not very Jordan Smith-esque. He didn't didn't look very... Yeah, he needed needed to tip over in the corner and then some sort of UFO took his bike and fucking pick it up and threw it. Yeah, the definition would have been if Sexton was sending a little harder and then he fucking ejected over the leap. That would be the Jordan Smith award. Like if if he teleported and and was dropped out of the sky. Yeah, exactly. If he found tough block somewhere to jump into, that would have been the Jordan Smith award. Um, So who is your... Who's your non-sender? Award? Yeah, the next award would be the biggest non-sender, the person that looked the most off. To me, two fifties. Let me take a look here. I want to be who looked the most off. Huh. Maybe Hampshire just wasn't about it. He just wasn't, especially if you you know if you gauge his send as what his normal weekend is. He wasn't sending. He was non-sending this week. Yeah, I mean, he still gets gets pretty. Oh. He just didn't go. He didn't go full Hampshire. So comparatively, I think he was still one of the more sandy people. But if you compare him to his past self, yeah, you could say that he wasn't sandy. As far as who looked the most uncomfortable, I feel like Joe Shimoda was non-sending too. Yeah, I think there's a couple guys that no matter they could 
they could win and they're still going to look uncomfortable. I think Shimoda usually looks pretty good, but somebody like Vial to me, I don't know if it's a French thing, like the way that they're conceived, very French, the way that they're born. They, they, like they I said, they out. always got a hunchback. It's something about them. They come out ass first. Well, yeah, they actually yeah, come they, out the the nape actually. Like the midpoint of their back is where they come out, so they come out like real scrunched up. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but Vial could win, and I'm going to be like, yeah, he don't look, he don't look right. Yeah, it looks very robotic. Even though he's very, he's got a lot of finesse, but he, I'm telling you, something about him, he don't look right. Same thing with Muscan. Like he could win, and I'd be like, yeah, that that don't look right. Yeah, so um, biggest non-center, it's a tough one to do because everyone obviously they send. If I was going to pick someone, I would say R.J. Hampshire. Went 3-7, but really just didn't look. He didn't look like his normal Sandy self. So I'm going to say 250s R.J. Hampshire. That's I'm going to go with all, but I think at Southwick, I'll be able to see the guys send? with their tongue in their spokes 25 minutes into the first moto who will yeah. have the non-sender award. Um, 450 non-sender. Let me take a look. Let me take a look here. Hmm. Non-sender award, I would say, probably goes to Adam Cincerello. Yeah, he's another. He's a little hunchbacky too. But he was stuck behind Master Masterpool. Finally gets around him. Bike turns into a whoop, into a speed bump, and then second mode he gets six, which is not bad. But we need more. We need more send. You know, non-sender Adam Cincerello this week. That's going to be my pick. Yeah, I'll go AP. He didn't look nearly as good as he usually does. I think Plessinger you're saying yeah it's just hard to give a non-sender award to someone that goes 4-4 but that is the thing like you're not sending you're going 4-4 that's too consistent to be sending well he's been up near Miranda's too and he wasn't close to him yeah so maybe that's it that's probably a good pick I would say I don't know the only other person I would say wasn't sending uh, there's not really much else Everyone else was kind of kind of going for it. Jet, I think, is a non-sender every week. I don't think he's sending ever. He's a quiet sender. Yeah, <laughs> he's a fucking Helen Keller sender. He, he sends in silence. Yeah, he probably got, eh, could be, could be. I don't want to say what I was going to say. I could get in trouble. So, yeah, biggest non-sender. I'm going to go Cincerello. You're going Plessinger. Fair enough. Um, and last but not least, our worst announcer award um, I think every week it's going to go to James Stewart. So my pick will be James Stewart. I think he's good. I just think I can't get behind the way. Like, I think he brings a lot of insight, but just some of the things he said, I just can't help. But read. Yeah. Like, and his uh, grammar, you know, his grammar, his word choice, really not ideal. Um, you know, like you said, great insight, a lot of knowledge, but to be fair, him to like voice feed his words through somebody else. Yeah, we need him to take a few English classes, like a community college English class, you know, like one semester. And I feel like he would kill it. Yeah. You know? Because right. he's, he's, he's not quite there. He does have the insight. But again, when you're saying certain words that should only come out of mouths of 15-year-olds, you know, you can't be, you can't, you're not going to hold a candle to weed. You just can't. Okay. Well, comparatively to weed, anybody is going to look like shit. That's true. Unless you're Emig and you say huckabuck a bunch and fucking. Well, Even did you hear when Jet was going over the finish line? He said something along the lines of, "And be sure to check out Jet next week on NBC." He he he, he knows what he's doing. Oh yeah, he's an announcer for sure. It ain't, it's a skill to say the least. So one that I do not possess. 
You got the podcast skill. I'm working on that. Well, it doesn't take much to be better than a lot of fucking podcasts out there. Although we'll fall into the mediocre realm. You just got to, you know, keep it going. Um, it takes time. Takes time. You know, I got to build a personality. I'm not, a, I don't have really one. So I got to find it or make it. Um, right now we're not there. I just, you know, I got to be more personable. People don't like me. Um, and then the last thing here, as we do our little outro, um, next week predictions. If I would you like to start or yeah I'm gonna give I'm gonna start with the 250 class I'm gonna give my moto predictions for the top three overall again this is early to do this but why not do it. so I I think that um I think that Hunter's gonna win the overall with a with a four one okay I think that Shimoda will get second overall. With a one four, interesting. And I think that Deegan is going to go three three, and I think that second place in the first and second moto will be two different people, a la Shimoda and or Kitchen. One of them will go like five two or if, two five. If I go two fifties, my prediction would be. Um, Hunter probably gets the overall, um, unless he's really fucked up, in which case he won't. And then I'll say that it's either going to be Vial or Kitchen. Someone that I think is going to lack next week, I think Deegan, I think it might get in his head a little bit. And But he has raced at Southwick before, amateur-wise. I remember they went there and uh, raced a couple times, the the Good old Brian Deegan. We got to race the nationals. You know, other guys aren't racing the national tracks. Um, that was a Loretta's qualifier, dude. Yeah, so Deegan, I think he has experience on the track, but I don't know how much of a, like a sand guy he is. So I'm going to say he might disappoint a little bit, especially with him maybe being in his head kind of that he's um, up there in the points. But we'll have to see. I do think that, do think yeah. There is a certain amount of, advantage that anybody has that either rides in the sand or has a sand track. Mm-hmm. So people like, I think, Volan, Shimoda, Hammaker, I think those guys will struggle more than somebody like Deegan and even Vial. Like, they can go to Kroom and just pound out motos for two days. Yeah, I think Volan might do well, though, because it, just because he's tall. Volan's a tall guy. Sand is kind of hard when you're super short, you know? Lawrence has a good build for it, like right in between. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying, that when you have a sand track, yeah. I think that's a big advantage. If you're like, training in like, California, it's hard, you know? Someone like Preston Kilroy, if he comes back this weekend, I think will do really good because the sand track at club is ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. So that's I'm going I'm going Hunter. Then what did I say? Ooh, fuck else did I say? You said a lot of stuff. If people want to know, they have to rewind, you know. Um, I think they said Hunter, Vial, Deegan, top three. There you go. Good picks. Um, 450s? Go ahead. I think Jet will win, not a shocker. You're really going out on a limb there. That's a a risky pick. Yeah. I got to put it on the line sometimes. I think Sexton will get second, and I think 
that Aaron Plessinger will get third overall. I'm going to go way out of limb, way out on a limb, just to you know switch it up. I bet this won't happen, but for the sake of um, risking it, I'm going to bet that Jet goes two one, Sexton goes one two, and Ferrandis gets third. That's my bet. I just think that Sexton, Sexton, is going to be a little better this week or this coming weekend than he was at Redbud. Just being a little better with the pace, more time on the bike, you know, all of the above. I feel like he's gonna, he'll do all right. I feel like he might end the the moto streak, but not the overall streak, which would be great because I don't want to see another undefeated season. I'm not about it. I have never, I don't think I've ever witnessed one. Like I've never watched one start to finish. I mean, when Stewart did it, I was six. So yeah, I'm just not about it. I'd love, I'd love to see it. I don't want to see it. It is true. I'd though. love to see it, but I don't want it to be, I don't want it to win by a minute. Like I'd love to see if there was like at the last round, if he has to come back from like 15 seconds down and passes sex last lap. Yeah. I mean, at least have some drama. I just want to see some drama. That's that's my only wish for races. And I don't, I I mean, I don't need people to eat shit for there to be drama. But I mean, like battles. You know, maybe like a tip over. Maybe Jet starting like way back. At least something that's gonna get us a little bit fired up. You know, something not fucking boring as shit. When Jet just fucking goes out there and manages the whole time, it's fucking rough to watch. Like I feel like shutting off the TV a lot of times. For my sake, since I'll be at the race, I hope it's not boring. No, but the nice part about at least being there in person, you could see just like the sheer speed of it. You know, well, then you're not you're not stuck to watching it on the. Yeah, so you can really watch. You know, you can look at the guys in tenth place. Yeah, and you'll have prime seating too. You got the fucking the handicap section is is not bad. Just hopefully that guy's yeah. not there. Disgusto. Disgusto. <laughs> For people listening, there was a guy last year in the handicap section. Was it last year or two years ago? It was last year. He was in the handicap section um, in a wheelchair at Southwick last year, and he was literally cathetering, so peeing, just right out in the open. Completely disgusting. Like, I understand you got to do that. Just go somewhere. Just do it in the bathroom like a normal person. No one wants to see your hog out at a fucking race. It's disgusting. Just, just oh, he, he, yeah, he, he didn't. He look, just looked like he smelled bad. Yeah, he didn't look well groomed. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with him being in a wheelchair either. It's just disgusting human. Like, if it was, so Aunt coined, Aunt calls him Disgusto. I told him that would be a great name for a clown. That's so terrible. For my next trick, I'm going to catheterize myself in front of everybody. Um, yeah, he was gross. So hopefully he's not here that or there this weekend. I think that might mess up your your time, you know. It's not fun. Yeah, I don't know. He could, Who knows? Maybe he's not even around anymore. It's a possibility. You think he might be dead? Crazier things have happened. Maybe he's serving. Maybe he joined the army. I thought you meant like serving food somewhere. I'll tell you, I won't be. It could be serving time, but I still, for people listening, if you know of anyone, please message me. I don't know. I've never seen a person in a wheelchair in a prison. I've never seen it. I don't know if it exists. I feel like you could get away with crimes if you wanted to. Probably. 
I don't know. Have you seen someone in a in a wheelchair in prison? Well, I've never been to prison. Yeah, but even like TV, nothing. Nope. Only wheelchair bound people are maybe like super old guys, like on death row. But they didn't start that would like be that. A, that would be a good show, though. It's like the light, like a obviously totally scripted, but like the life of somebody in a prison in a wheelchair. I think that would be great, like Prison Break, but you're in a wheelchair. Imagine that. It'd be hard to get out. I would say. I would be like Shawshank. You'd have to dig quite the fucking. You couldn't do Shawshank in a wheelchair. I don't think you'd have a hard time getting through that pipe, to say the least. If the chair is not going to, you'd have to fold the chair up. You know, then you get in the river. How are you going to get out the river? You probably drown. Um, it'd be rough to say the least. Um, anything else new? We got like five minutes left. Well, I think that's it. I'm prepping for the for the GP and simulator. That's about it. Any articles you're writing that you want people to be on the lookout for? Anything you're going to be putting on, uh, sending to Kiefer or anything like that? Yeah, but I can't, I can't spoil it yet. There's got to be oh, some sort of intrigue. Okay. Yeah, the intrigue might be. So when are you, are you working on an article? Are yes, you doing I, anything? I'm actively working on an article that should, I hope, be in the hands of Kiefer by Wednesday. In his little mitts, in his in his paws. Um, yeah. And then, as far as plans going forward, before we end this thing. Um, plans as far as podcasts. I don't know if we'll be able to do one next week if I'm on vacation. That might be rough. We might have to the, next, the one we do next week might have to be a little late. Might have to be like you know Thursday next week, Wednesday next week. What's today? Monday. Yeah, yeah. It's a time to to drink on the beach and stuff this next week. So I mean, I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think we'll be able to do one. So I'm sure there'll be millions of people waiting in the wings for it but um definitely by the, by the next round we'll have one up oh. yeah before before what's out there southwick washougal um, unadilla washougal no, millville washougal yeah millville red is millville's pretty sandy yeah that'll be that'll be a good one it is, I, I want a, I want a mud race i would love it i would love it not this weekend, please, God. I don't uh, want to yeah. be in the rain. I want to be on the couch. Well, the nice thing. Mud race. Yeah. But at Southwick, if you're in the handicap section, it's covered, isn't it? Yeah, but still, even like getting to and from there, like to the car, I'm just, I, I have no want to do that. Yeah, it could be rough. But I mean, Millville mud race would be great. You know? Oh, that would be sick. Yeah. I That's want a- the, the rollers just full of. Full of water. We need standing water between each roller. That would be ideal. Oh, yeah, but I think we're getting too far ahead. Yeah, that's true. But we can, you know, we can wish for rain. Just not this week. Not this coming week. That'll be bad. Yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to wish for no rain. Yeah, exactly. And uh, other than that, I'm going to wish to have a good time on the beach this week. And uh, that should be about it. But I got nothing else. I feel like we had a... A good fucking going this week. Good things we talked about. And uh, we should be... You're going to make an Instagram and stuff. If people have any questions or anything, they could probably message you. Sure thing. Right? Um, so we don't know what the Instagram is going to be, but I'm sure that we'll have one at some point. Yes, sir. So, all right. Anything final you want to say? Last That's chance. It. Last chance. Going once. They will. Going twice. Three times. That's, that's it. Done. Okay. All right. Damn well, it. sounds good. Well, to anyone that has made it through here, 
I just want to say I appreciate you. And, uh, you know, it's been a fun one. Hopefully we can have some better topics. Maybe we can, or not, I don't want to say better topics. That's a bad way to say it. Hopefully we can, uh, you know, maybe introduce some calls, maybe do a live show at some point. That would be great. So people can call in and ask some questions or bring up some topics, whatever they want to do. Um, but either way, anyone out there, enjoy your 4th of July. And uh, we will talk to you pretty soon. All right. See you.